Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I, I was I I figured that was gonna produce something worthwhile. Yep. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, as always, Asa Smith, with my dear co-host. I'm Greg Sardarian, aka the Stump. And we are here to talk with you about college football, pro football, pro soccer, and never college soccer. Not once. We really really need you to learn how to talk to your kids about a top 10 Arkansas team. We that's 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 it's it's we're here. It's happening. Um, This all come together. (laughs) The pit man. Uh, This this week's episode is brought to you by the anchor app, uh, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your HR business employment law and nil needs check out uh the smith workforce management group at smithworkforce.com uh so should we bring in angus for for talk about mls for some reason you know what i think he's earned it he's been a very good boy lately let's let's hear what he has to say all right let's try so angus you're you're on you're you're on the other side of this and and we'll bring you back later for the football but you're on the soccer stuff, and this is—I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm not talking about your screen name. I hate you. Um, so Angus, I don't know why I've been doing this the whole time. Uh, Angus, you're on the soccer segment, the football yeah. segment, um, and you click the wrong link. Link. I, I I certainly don't know, but but why? Why are you here? Explain yourself. I am here because I went to the DC United game last night. Angus and... on the streets. <laughs> I saw the what? Angus on the streets. Angus on the streets. Angus getting out on on the town. Um, yeah, no, I went to a DC United game and it was it was soccer? <laughs> Question was it, mark. Was it <laughs> Okay. It was it was a game that was four to two. <laughs> and that I, is what? a that is a lot of offense. That was a lot of offense in in a, in a football game, um, and I mean it was fun. It, it it did not it did not look like organized soccer. <laughs> so so the, at all. So so here I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, yeah. not only about the game, but but I'm going to say some names, okay? Okay. And you're I'm not going to know any of these names. Probably not. But you're going to tell me if they played in the game last <laughs> night. Okay. Sure. Okay. Paul Ariola played in the game. All right, correct. Donovan Pines played in the game. Okay. Sam Vines. Hmm. I don't think so. Leon Bailey. Don't know. No clue. <laughs> Kellen Acosta. Definitely not. Okay. Uh, Kevin Paredes. Feel like he did. I, I'm, I'm proud of you. Bill Hamid. 
Uh, definitely did. Okay, Moses Nyman. No clue. Okay, you did very well there. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you were paying attention. I'm proud of you. Uh, a couple of those names I made up. Um, <laughs> and, and you did a good job. I didn't say yes to any of the made up names, right? You did not. Um, so I, of- I also, I just want to go over my favorite MLS thing from last night. Uh, the first half had three goals. And then we get it, we get up to, we get up to the 45th minute and the half just ends. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at, I look at my wife, I'm like, what just happened? She's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about soccer. I'm like, there wasn't any stoppage time. And I'm like, <laughs> And what then you happened? had to explain what stoppage time was. I no, I mean she knows what stoppage time is, and she oh, was okay. like, "I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you." And I'm like, "What? Like, what you know, you know what that reminds what, what that reminds me of is like, um, it's like just like I don't want to. Yeah, no, no. It's it's like when when you play uh when you play the late game in little league, yeah, and. And and suddenly the strike zone around like seven fifteen gets real real wide. Yeah, the the strike zone doubles inside. <laughs> oh, I did that. I I I used to umpire. I definitely did that. Yeah, like, <laughs> home. we all did because that's that's how you that's umpire. how you get home faster. <laughs> it's like if if I remember correctly, you get paid by the game, not the hour. So yeah, correct. You get paid by the game. It's like it was like eighteen bucks, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but once you showed up, you were entitled to that money, whether yeah. or not they got that game in. <laughs> so uh, let's 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 go quickly. And I, I like to believe that the that the MLS uh, referees have a similar contract, where it's like, all right, we I are mean, contractually. What here for we know years. about the MLS that seems <laughs> very believable. It's like, okay, you guys want to get you guys want to contract out refs? No, let's pay them by the game. <laughs> You're like, great, cool. What? <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's wonderful. So, so as someone who is, who is, uh, you know, sort of on the fringes of soccer fandom, mm-hmm. uh, what, what were your takeaways? Uh, the MLS, I mean, it was, so first of all, it was, it was fun to watch offense where, whereas like for most of this summer and what I've been watching of soccer from this summer has not had offense. So shout out. (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that was fun. Also, uh, I watching the dregs of MLS and FC Cincinnati against a middling MLS team in DC United, uh, the dregs of MLS, not good. (laughs) No, they they were, uh, they were real bad. There's a reason they are the dregs of the MLS. (laughs) Yeah. Like horrible. I, I cannot believe the like the kinds of goals they were giving up. I was enjoying it because we were scoring a ton, but like that was that was hilarious. <laughs> so the the interesting thing about the way that MLS is structured um, is that there's very little incentive to pay players who don't score. Um, yeah, because like there's no relegation, so like if you give up a shit ton of goals and and, and end up at the bottom of the table, like doesn't work well one team actually spends spent a lot of money on a center back um it's fc cincinnati oh they spent a ton of money on jeff cameron um oh well that's also not even a good center back correct correct but he's like he's he's he's, he was like a, a u.s men's national team level yeah um uh center back you know played played at various iffy uh, English clubs like QPR and Stoke. Um, so mostly championship sides. Yeah. And then he comes back to MLS and he's like, and I think that they were like, no, we're going to, we're going to zig when everybody else, or we're going to zag when everybody else is zigging and we're going to okay. bring in a, a center back and we're going to be good defensively. And it's like, nope, you're just shitty at everything. Now. <laughs> <laughs> when every other team has six attacking players, your one good defender does not really matter. And we're not sure that that defender's good, to be clear. <laughs> Relatively speaking. Right. You know, like, like there's like, there's probably like five good defenders in MLS and um, like three of them play for, for Atlanta. So, mm. you know, it's, it's a question. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that anybody's very good, but yeah, FC Cincinnati, um, they're not very good and their no. chili sucks. So whatever. That's true. Uh, the chili does suck. Skyline is right. disgusting. 
yeah, yeah it's, it's not good it's bad um bad. all right so so we're gonna we're gonna go into the the land of uh european soccer here uh okay. Angus, you can stick around if you want i don't know if you have a deep desire to hear me bitch about tottenham no nah, i don't really I'll, I'll listen to it later though <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see you in like 20 minutes for the football <laughs> all right see ya bye-bye bye so uh did you watch the tottenham game I watched the first half and then figured it was I, I had better uses of my time. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about my morning. I went golfing this morning. I played nine holes. I was in a good mood, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a 7 o'clock tea time so that I can be off the course at 8.30, eating breakfast, watching this game. By the time I sat down at my freaking table at 8.45, they'd already given up a goal. This team and like, look, like I try to not to be a reactionary. Like I, I do try to be like a measured sports fan. Fire the coach. Fire the coach. <laughs> Get him out. He's bad at his job. Fire him. Well, I don't understand. Yeah, his thing is supposed to be defensive. He's supposed to be like a defensive guy too, right? Yes. And they that de- that defense looks completely discombobulated. Arsenal was running rampant through it, like. They were leaving holes big enough to drive through. Uh, Arsenal was stringing together passes because they had 30 seconds to sit there and think about it. Like, I I, I don't get how Spurs defense is that bad that quickly. So, I I think, um, do you know who else doesn't know? Uh, uh, Nuno, one. Yep. But two, Serge Aurier, who was on Instagram today, and he just posted "Wow" in like three different stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but no, like I think I think what it is is it's like Josie had a theory, right? His theory was Harry Kane and Heung-Min Son are good enough that everybody else can be a defensive player. That is a boring theory, and it's a theory that didn't quite work out. He was like one attacking player short. Right. But it was a theory. It was coherent. (laughs) You know what? Say what you want about him, but at least he has an ethos, man. Right. Nuno was supposed to be this, like, defensive 3-4-3 counterattacking guy. And it's like, who fits that system? Who here fits what he wants to do? And, oh, by the way, he doesn't even play his system. He plays a 4-3-3. I don't understand. I don't understand why you bring this guy in and then you don't give him the players to run his system. Like if you wanted to run the same system that that Josie was running, get a guy who runs a a four back. This guy doesn't run a four back. So do you think it might've been because they were trying to wait out Harry Kane and plan on making moves after getting the Kane transfer money. And then when Kane didn't transfer, they couldn't get Nuno as guys. I don't because they knew that they weren't going to let Kane leave. Because by all accounts, Manchester City put up the 120. And if, and if you were saying, well, they need to get put up 150, then you're either naive or lying. So, like... Sometimes I'm both. I mean, you could be. I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, <laughs> but, but the point is, is that if they had wanted to get the Kane money, then they needed to get that money in July. So that yeah. they had time to figure out what the hell they were doing. <laughs> right. And, and instead, figure out what the players are you need to get in order to fill, fill them into the slots. Yeah. Right. But instead, you're looking at, okay, the big the big people that they brought in were a right back who's not very good, but might be in the future, Emerson Royal, who you'll remember as the guy who couldn't beat out Serginho Dest at Barcelona. Um, they got a return of a kid named uh, Oliver Skip, who played really well for Norwich in the championship. And they got uh, Brian Hill who is 17. That's, and oh, and Christian Romero, who didn't even play in this game. Those are the big, the big signings of the summer. And so it's like, what, you didn't get, you didn't get the guys to play his system. You didn't get meaningful upgrades. And you have a team that uh, conceptually was made in the image of Josie Mourinho. And you're not as good as him, (laughs) like at being Josie Mourinho. So like, I, I am now officially in, uh, Nuno out mode, uh, which like I don't want to be in. That's not fun. But it also you don't want to have to do that coaching search all over again because that didn't turn out too well the last time it happened. Uh, <laughs> and I assume that 
the fortunes thus far do not portend a better outcome the second time around the coaching uh, carousel. No, but I think the next time you get a coach, you can say to him, yeah, you're not going to have Harry Kane. As opposed to the, whatever like this bullshit was where it was like, no, no, no you're going to have him. And every coach is like, no, I'm not. Like, don't lie to me. <laughs> Either you're going to have him and he's going to be pissed off at everybody or you're not going to have him. Yes, I would like to sign up for that. Thank you. Well, it, it was like um, when when uh, when Dan Gilbert came to Tom Izzo and was like, hey, will you coach the Cavs? And Izzo was like, am I going to have LeBron? And Dan Gilbert was like, yep, for sure. And Izzo <laughs> was like, are you sure? <laughs> and and the answer was no, because of course the answer was no. Um, and like, that's what that felt like. Like how, why else would you have such trouble getting someone to come to Tottenham? I mean, it's a theoretically winnable job with, uh, you know, enough backing or whatever. But like at a certain point, you just got to, you, you got to say to yourself like, okay, like this is a problem and it needs to be fixed. Um, and I don't think that this guy, based on, you know, we, we've had, what, eight games, nine games um, under his? Nine sounds right. Nine, yeah, nine games. There was a loss in Portugal to a random team during qualifying. Uh, there was, there, and, and there's, th- you're three and three in the, the Premier League, and you've given up nine goals in, in six games. After giving up zero in the first three. Right. Like, it, it's, 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 it's humiliating, and it's, and it's incoherent. And at a certain point, like, you just got to figure it out. Um, but, you know, I don't know, whatever. Um, in other news, in other news, I want to talk about this, this, uh, this podcast's favorite striker. I think that it's very clear to say that he's our favorite striker. Uh, Jamie Vardy got a own goal. He, not only did he get an own goal, he had a gentleman's hat trick. <laughs> own goal, scored a goal and an assist? Nope. Own goal scored his own two goals. Oh my god! <laughs> he scored three out of the four goals in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, you you almost have to like respect. Where it's like a striker's like, no, no, no I just got to see the ball go in the net. You're like, that's the wrong fucking net, dude. And you're like, no, no, no. It's <laughs> like, no, no, no. I just need to warm up. <laughs> and like, sure enough, like he he put it in his own net in the 12th minute, and then the 37th, boom, got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I made up for it. I I came out net. I came out net positive. In 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 fantasy Premier League, he 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 was still uh, part of the team of the week because he got two goals. Yeah. Um, which I find I find very very funny. Um. Also, uh, I want to bring a, a conspiracy theory to you, okay? I'm always in. Okay. Uh, the, the manager of Manchester United, whose name I will not pronounce. Old Gunnar Skarg? Sure. Uh, o- OGS. OGS. We're going we're gonna to go with OGS. Okay? OGS yes. brings in Ronaldo. Yes. OGS has always been sort of a hot seat-ish type of guy. Okay? Yes. Bruno Fernandez, man of the people. Bruno yes, Fernandez. <laughs> Bruno Fernandez missed that penalty on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get him fired. Uh sure. Yeah, why not? OGS is a former teammate of Ronaldo. Uh, Bruno doesn't like Ronaldo taking his set pieces. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is not- why do I have let the old man do all of this? He's old. I'm better. <laughs> uh, you know, like, and, and we speak the same language. I'm just, I'm the next generation of uh, Portuguese penalty takers. Who, yes. Who, who, who are much more valuable in video games and in, and in fantasy than in, you know, real life. Um, but uh, also, I think we need to talk about Brentford as a team that's not going to get relegated. Yeah, that's dope. Like, I think that, like, Moneyball works. So I've watched a couple of their matches uh, for whatever reason. I guess they're just like the ones that are on. And they're a very hot and cold squad. Uh, There's been matches where I've watched them, which I guess in fairness, the opening match against Arsenal, Arsenal was shit in the bed. So like that's one of those ones where it's like, is Brentford good or is Arsenal just shitty? And it turns out the, yeah, the answer is yes. (laughs) Um, But I've also watched them like play horrible, horrible defense and get, run up on so i think it's just kind of it's really just like who shows up to the pitch that day the good brentford or the bad bees uh i mean i think that that's possible and but like the funny thing is is that like you look at their players 
Um, and outside of Ivan Tony, none of their players are like guys you would think like can can stand up to Mo Salah and and Jordan Henderson and Curtis Jones and and who and and everybody else on Liverpool. But they did, and it was like. It, it was almost like the like we're going to make this a track meet, and we don't think that you want to do that for ninety minutes. And that's and it's interesting because that's what Jurgen Klopp like wants to do. But I like I, I find like the entirety of the Brentford experiment fascinating. Um, yeah, and you also, I mean, for Liverpool, at a certain point, you're you become a machine, and the machine gets boring. Like I know Jurgen Klopp wants it to be a, a boat race, and he wants everybody you know, flying all over the pitch or something. But if you're Liverpool's top tier players and you expect to run over Brentford and you show up and all of a sudden they want to run a lot and like make you work for it. No, sit down. I'm just going to, I'm going to walk through this. I want my 90 minutes of cardio. Fuck off. Right. Like, like, and and like, that's the thing is that it's like, if you're, if you're Mo Salah, like, do you really want to be tracking back for 90 minutes? No, no, you don't. And, and I think it, it's, it's like a very interesting, like theoretical model. Like we're going to make us, we're going to make playing us as irritating as hell. And they're like, all right, well, I guess that's the model. So I guess that's what we're doing. Just like a bee. It, it, see, and, and you brought it back. Um, also, I think, I think we can, we can confidently say that, uh, that Yunus Musa is healthy and Tim Weah is healthy which is yes. good for, like, the U.S. men's national team aspect of everything. Yeah, for the next, not this window, but the next window probably. No, I think for this window. I mean, I, we'll, we'll probably hear, um, and hopefully we'll hear by Wednesday so that for our next episode we can, we can break down, the, um, break down the, the squad. Window. Yeah. Um, but that, that, next, that next window is in 10 days from when this, when this gets released. Ooh. And if Tim, I mean, Tim Weah played, played uh, 90 minutes, got an assist, you know, yesterday. Um, Yunus Moose has played, I think, 135 minutes over the last two games. Um, yeah, I think, I think that these guys are, are ready to go, which is super helpful given that Christian and Gio uh, are not. Yeah, that's not going to be. Uh, we basically need uh, Weah and Musa healthy to make up for move, losing uh, Gio and Christian. Yeah, I mean, the, like you need you need certain levels of talent, and and Wea Wea and 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 Musa are those guys. Um, also, Tyler Adams uh, didn't play this weekend, which is a little bit concerning due to an injury, and he's injury prone. So. He sure is, and we ran him for two hundred and seventy minutes in a window that we should not have had to do that in. Yeah, I'm sure that those things are unrelated. Um, <laughs> they're not. It's a problem. Uh, also, uh, Wes, Wes played 90 uh, midweek and, and came off the bench this weekend. So uh, at least in, in terms of club form, he's good. We're not going to talk about the various other reasons why he might not be um, welcomed. Well, I think Wes is just doing Wes's thing at this point. Oh, he's just he's just trying his best. Um, yeah. I think he... Uh... I think his club or Berholter, I think really his club or anything, wanted to bring him down a little bit, bring him down a notch, make sure that he uh, doesn't forget where he's at. Yeah, I like I don't I don't doubt it, um, but I I think that he needs to, um, you know he need he needs to get his shit together, um, like he needs to like refocus because I think like going to Juventus, playing as well as he did last year. Um, and sort of going from guy who we all really believe is like a good player who will be a good player for a while to like, hey, this guy is like a generational talent for American soccer. Um, like maybe not on the line of, of Christian, but like on that next line with Gio and Tyler and Serginho and, and everybody else. And I think that he got sort of like uh, pretty confident in what he was doing, um, which is good, but it's a problem when you don't perform. Right. Uh, and again, I, I, we're not going to speculate on what happened off the field um, because we don't know, I guess. I, COVID protocols, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, but I think that like Wes, Wes at, uh, being part of this window would be, would be a huge benefit. Yeah, um, definitely would be. So we'll, we'll see. Um, and also Matthew Hoppy. 
um, did not play this weekend. So like all the people who were like, Matthew Hoppy is the center forward of the future. Like as with everything, relax, like these kids are 18. It'll be fine. Um, but, uh, but I think the, the only, the only other thing I, I want to talk about here is how many points did your, your fantasy team score? Not a lot. I did not have a good week. I think I'm at like 40 with one guy to play. See, I, I knew that. I knew how many points you scored. And I want you've scored you to like 112? Uh, 65. The highest points possible was 109. Damn it! Uh, but I have one to play and 65. So uh, you're here to hear first on the podcast. Uh, Stumpy is worse than me at Fantasy Premier League. Yeah, what week is this in the EPL? Week six? Yeah. Congratulations. It took you six weeks to beat me. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. (laughs) <laughs> how you doing coach i'm doing great today coach do you know why i'm doing great tell me because i get to make podcasts with my friends using the anchor app it, and well you know I, I get why that makes you happy but certainly you have to pay for the anchor app you know you'd be surprised to find out completely free completely free but they say nothing is free well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like you got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we, when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Burrell. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast? We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just Greg. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> Well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. What more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What what do you want? Um, So here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're... we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do, 
do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So, dear listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore and underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How are we doing, coach? We doing good. Do we do we have an Angus? We do have an Angus. We do. How did you change your name on on this this app to not not Angus? You can just enter it whenever you click on the link. And you can do that because uh, the Anchor app is a wildly useful tool. And we talk about this specific feature every freaking week for some reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing it. Um, so uh, so I, I need to, I, like, I know we have an agenda. And I know, Angus, you tried to short circuit the agenda. And we'll get to all of that in good time. But I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention the biggest game of the weekend. Um, I'm referring, of course, to the fantasy football matchup currently going on between Angus and I. Oh, yeah. We're boat racing each other. It's great. I'm, I'm super pissed. About? <laughs> About the fact that I'm going to lose with 140 points. Welcome That's to fantasy football, man. Also, you're not going to lose yet. It, those probabilities are way, way off. I mean, like we're... It's going to come down to Monday. Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott. Monday night. Get excited. Oof. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be miserable. Speaking of misery, let's talk about the Lions. Oh, man. Okay. So neither of you guys watched the, watched the game live, right? Correct. No, but I was, I was following along on GameCast, so I saw every single play. Oh, my God. That <laughs> – Okay. <laughs> So I just have to I just have to explain um, for our non-listeners out there. Um, <laughs> I I gave up the Lions for Jewish Lent a long time ago. I I just decided like I'm done. This is it. I don't care anymore. And I it's been years. <laughs> I since I, have, I I have a number of questions about what is Jewish Lent. like is it a 40 day thing is it a 40 day thing and then it's 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 a i gave it up for for most of life and then like we'll check in occasionally on this stupid stupid franchise i used to follow religiously i okay i think that makes you an apostate (laughs) (laughs) welcome to our religious podcast (laughs) okay Today I was sitting outside enjoying the weather and checking on the score. And I living in DC, I was like, okay, if we score this touchdown here in the fourth quarter, it's close enough that I'll go back inside and like I can watch it locally. And then, you know, for some stupid reason we're gonna lose. And then the Lions got our hopes up. And then they decided they got down to the red zone and the, and Dan Campbell was like, We're gonna play to not lose. He ran three he ran three straight plays in a row into the middle of the Ravens defensive tackles. And he was obviously doing it in order to run the clock down. Now, why was he doing that? I don't know. For very stupid reasons, other than I'm going to give the ball back to Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker. But we all know Justin Tucker is a very good kicker. And guess what happened? Uh, did Justin Tucker break the record for distance? in a Oh, no, he didn't just break the record. He did it in the most heartbreaking fashion of all time. You mean funniest? Oh, no, it's hilarious. I laughed hysterically. (laughs) Kicking it into the post and then bouncing in. (laughs) So, Uh, and then, like, but if you're watching, so I don't, all right, first off, I clearly called this because I I sent in the group text uh, (laughs) as soon as Berger was complaining about the Lions kicker because he was a practice squad guy who, when he kicked what would have was going to be the winning kick. Uh, that was the third field goal he'd ever made in the NFL. And it was his career just, long at 35 yards. Yep. It is currently his career long at 35 yards. And I texted the group and I was like, they left a minute oh seven left. That's too much time for Lamar and Justin Tucker. <laughs> and uh, the Lions actually had a really like pretty good defensive series. 
They had a sack. Once the Ravens got the ball back from the 25, the Lions <laughs> sacked him, forced him in completion, sacked him again, gave up a 36-yard fourth and 19 because they were playing uh, prevent, which, fine. And then they forced two more incompletions. And then Justin Kicker, Justin Tucker kicked a 66-yarder to win the game. So, so here's the part where I, I said what I was doing during this. I was playing a, a soccer game, which you've already heard about because this is the second segment of the night. Um, we're not recording it first. Don't worry about it. Um, but I, I only checked in on this after the fact. And I was scrolling through my phone and I saw the, the group chat. And I, I saw the group chat like losing their minds about Justin Tucker hitting this. Then I went back and saw that text from Greg saying like 107 for Lamar Jackson. And I, and I, I responded to that saying, this is really funny in retrospect. I mean, but every single Lions fan knew that was exactly like what knew. was going to happen. It, this is what, like, as soon as, as soon as that kick went up in the air, I was like, that's going in. They're, like, the, 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 that's just like, that's the, not even that. Lions. I knew at 107, I'm like, no, they're still going to lose this game. I didn't oh, yeah. think they were going to lose. Like, I really just thought that Lamar was going to run rough shot over him or something like that. And yeah. Play. I didn't yeah. think Jesse Tucker was going to kick a 66-yarder. Yeah. Okay. Is this the – been watching Lions football for a long time. Was this the dumbest way to lose that you've ever seen? No. no. It's not um, even close. It's mm. not top five. This is, like, pre- a pretty normal way to lose. It sucks because <laughs> it's the NFL record, but, like, they allowed a 36-yard completion on fourth and 19, and then they allowed a game-winning field goal. Like, they've Do lost that- off – They've lost off penalties where they batted the ball out of the back of the end zone and got a safety. Like Dan Orlovsky <laughs> ran directly out of the back of the end zone and got a safety. Do you remember that no- time that they, they got called for an offensive – or Kelvin Johnson got called for an offensive pass interference when he didn't touch the, de- the defensive back? Yes. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. That <laughs> you remember that time that, that uh, we invented the Kelvin Johnson rule? Yep. yep. Also that happened. <laughs> the point is is that as in the, in the actual words of Pierre Garçon – former uh, Washington wide receiver and I guess Indianapolis wide receiver. <laughs> Lions cursed, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> which he, he posted on a Pat McAfee uh, video, uh, which I thought was just real funny. Um, but the, like the, the, it's, it's a reminder to, to all of us um, that A, the Lions are cursed. Like if you are a fan of theirs, you are, you are, you are actively making a choice to do something that sucks. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, shoot. Like, I do things that, that are detrimental to my health all the time. Go uh, for it. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But, um, but every now and then, and, and I, you know, just the only other thing that happened in the NFL um, this weekend that I found fairly interesting happened in the same division. So Andy Dalton's hurt. Justin Fields comes out. You know, Justin Fields, I, I think very highly of him. Justin Fields did something. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Justin Fields did something today that has not been done since um, Nathan Peterman did it. How many picks? What, he threw like nine picks? He hadn't ex- expect like, according to some PFF pro football focus stat, every drop back of his was worth negative 28 yards. <laughs> How's that even possible? Something to the, like, like some combination of interceptions and sacks and incompletions. Like he would have been better throwing the ball into the turf every single time he got it. The last time someone had a number like that, it was negative 38, and it was in the Peter Mann game. Yeah, the one where he threw five picks in the first half, and like two of them were pick sixes? Yes, yes. Okay, so to tie that together, uh, I also saw an interesting stat today. Tied To tie both those games together, Justin Tucker hit a 66-yarder in order to win the, the game against the Lions. The Bears' offense... Total offensive yards today, less than sixty-six yards. <laughs> oh wait, here. So so oh. so this will tie into something that I want to talk about later. But um, did did the Bears have more points or more yards than the other team had points? I don't. Uh, who who the Bears? Yeah, have? it was thirty-seven to like twenty-six. Ooh. The, the Ooh. Bears defense actually played, you know, okay. Uh, the Bears offense did not. The Bears are real bad. Are They're they? not good. <laughs> well, <they're> really really <laughs> uh, not good. There was also some pretty other interesting things that happened in the NFL. Uh, Kirk Cousins boat raced the Seattle Bitch Pigeons. Uh, <laughs> ben Roethlisberger <laughs> continues to prove that 
he is completely washed, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are fucking morons for having no contingency plan. I mean, it's really it's it, the the thing is though is that they 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 had like a series of contingency plans. It's just that each one of them was obviously stupid. It's like they were like, no, no, no. Do you know who the quarterback of the future is who Mason Rudolph? And you're like, wasn't that mm. that guy who sucked for Oklahoma State? And they're like, yeah, that's the guy. And before that, it was like, no, it's Josh Dobbs. And you're like, who is that? Josh Dobbs <laughs> that sucked sucks for in- Georgia Tech. No, he sucked <laughs> in Tennessee for, for Tennessee. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, it was, you know, whoever. Like, like they've been doing this for a really long time. Um, and the Bengals, it turns out that uh, if you have a drops problem in the preseason, it doesn't actually matter. So, yeah, for all of I you, don't know if Jamar Chase just didn't give a shit or, like, what happened, but he seems to be perfectly okay. I think he's fine. Um, but in, in, college, in college football land, uh-huh. Um, we could talk about Michigan and Michigan State in a second because both of them had very depressing second halves, that, but ultimately won um, games that they they probably should have going boat racing. Yeah. Um, no, that was the opposite of boat racing. That was, <laughs> I was... said they should have boat raced. Yes. Oh, they should have boat raced, but, yeah. But here's the game that I really want to talk about, and I think that this is the game that everybody wants to talk about going into the weekend. Georgia versus Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Georgia scored 62. So Vanderbilt, they scored 62 points. They scored 62 points. Vanderbilt had 77 yards, which means... <laughs> we won! <laughs> which means... And, and, and the, the, the saddest part about this, truly the saddest part about this, is that, um, is that it's, not like, it's not like Vanderbilt, like got there like oh like oh it was a close you know it wasn't close and then blah 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 blah. no they got 11 yards on their last uh their last their last drive so had they not gotten those 11 yards and if the drive prior georgia hadn't gone three and out we would have gotten there and so i'm super pissed at kirby for not going for the i don't i mean i'm sure it's happened i think michigan did it to rutgers yeah, that's 77, 77 yards. Yeah, more points than the other team has yards. Yeah. Um, so so that was that was wonderful. I'm that's really what we call a rucker. Yeah. <laughs> a, the full rucker. The full um, rucker. So so do you guys want to talk about Michigan or Michigan State first? It's a, it's the same game. So like we can talk about it at the same time and then after the fact we can figure out what the analysis is. But I I mean maybe we should just like talk vaguely about yeah. one of the games and then like we can play a game and you can decide like, Ooh, what, what game is that from? <laughs> All right. So a, a team uh, from the state of Michigan <laughs> had a really interesting and positive first half offense. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and, and their defense played like pretty well, uh, kept in check the, the mostly dual threat quarterback. And then in the second half, uh, they completely, completely shat the bed. And the other teams, like, sort of made it close at the end, made it really close. And then ultimately the team from Michigan pulled it out. (laughs) Trick question, it's both games. (laughs) It's it's both. It's literally both games. Um, So I'll I'll talk about the the Michigan State game because I think the Michigan State game has much more um, narrative associated for various uh, Scott Frost reasons. Um, He's done. There's no way he keeps his job out of October. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Don't but, understand what happened to him. <laughs> you really think that he's going to be a midseason firing? Yes. I, yes. I, I, no, I, I don't think so. Nebraska is two and three. Next week, next week they get, oh, you know what? Never mind. Next week they get Northwestern. They'll be three and three. Then they get Michigan. That's three and four. Then it's Minnesota, four and four. Yeah. All right. They're fine. Is he, um, are they playing at Northwestern or are they playing at home? It's the same thing for them. Well, no, it matters on, you know, if he loses, then do they leave him in Evanston or do they send him to Evanston? No, that game, the game's in Lincoln. Uh, I think Nebraska is one of the few Big Ten schools where uh, Chicago, Northwestern doesn't double as a second home game. Well, they, they travel really well regardless. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. But, but so anyway, so Michigan State, actually, just on the subject of Nebraska travel, um, they did like a strike the stadium and the TV apparently like never, I mean, from, from where I was sitting, they never captured it. 
But um, the pictures that you saw from inside the stadium, like it looked very cool. It's the second time they've done that. They did that against Oregon in 2015. Uh, I think what is strike the stadium. So like every each other section is a different color. Each oh, section is cool. either green white, or green, white. Green, white, green. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's it's like a, a Michigan State vaguely specific thing. I don't know anybody else who does it, but um, so anyway, so so the the interesting part about this game is that uh, we now know something about the Michigan State defense. Um, and it, and it took a while because the D'Antonio era was so specific in the way that they played defense, and it was the opposite of Ben don't break. It was we are going to do this in your face at all times. And if you beat us over the top, fine, but you're going to have to beat us on huge chunk plays to get touchdowns, you know, five times a game. Otherwise you're going to lose. Um, And the Mel Tucker era is take your seven yard out every time. Have it. Don't care. We're not going to defend it. Just (laughs) go, just have it. And so this is because this is the second week in a row that a dual threat quarterback, who's not a particularly great thrower, um, but is good enough, has put up, like, phenomenally weird stats. Adrian Martinez went 24 for 34 for 250. Um, like, okay, 7.5 yards per, per attempt. That's not, that's not what you, you would expect from an Adrian Martinez offense. Uh, what you would expect from a Michigan State defense is that uh, Nebraska couldn't run the ball. The problem with Michigan State is that we learned that the whole their offensive line has taken a step forward thing is bullshit. Um, and the offense is That's still, rough. yeah, the, the offense is still a work in progress. Um, Peyton Thorne finally threw an interception, but after that he was fine in the first half. And then in the second half, they got, uh, one yard. No, in the fourth quarter, they got one yard, um, which is bad. Actually. Is it? Are you sure? It's that, that it's, sounds not good. It's not good there. I'm going to, I'm going to read you their drives in the second half. Okay. Three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, three and out. That's it. That's what they did in the second half. They did three and out on every single possession. Uh, unless you include the punt return for a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> wow. They, 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 uh, let's see, eight yards, five yards, lost a yard, lost seven yards <laughs> and nine yards. Wait, so that- you're telling me you, you watched the Michigan game and then you turned around and then you watched this game. That is torture. <laughs> Big time football, y'all. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, wasn't great. But... Did you watch Wisconsin Notre Dame before that? Because for about three and a half quarters, that was the same thing too. Yeah, Jeez. no, I didn't. Oh, that Graham got out of hand really quickly. Graham, Graham Mertz is bad. That, that's yeah. a period. That, Graham Mertz is def- not good. That's a definitive statement. Um, and we'll talk about Wisconsin in a second because that that leads into our next episode where we preview the Michigan Wisconsin game. But, um, but anyways, with Michigan state, uh, I think that, that it's time to once again, like understand what this team is and anybody who thought that this was like a contender team after going to Miami and winning, didn't really understand what Miami is. Miami's Um, bad. They're bad. They're not good. ACC is real bad. Um, But (laughs) I think, I think that this is like the, the, the most interesting part about this is that, uh, Michigan State didn't fold when they probably should have. And I guess there's something to that. But um, Western Kentucky gave Indiana all it wanted last week. So next week, um, Michigan State needs to get their shit together, put it all in a backpack, all in the same place, all their shit together. They want to take it somewhere? Fine. All together. Put it in a box. Get your shit all together. Put it in the box, the box of your shit, where it's all together. together. (laughs) You want to take it somewhere? Fine. (laughs) Anyways, let's talk about Cade McNamara and how bad he is. Oh, okay. So I think a few things happened here in this game. Uh, We'll talk about Cade McNamara first. Um, He was good in the first half, and then he got hit real hard. And I think for some reason that, like, threw him off for the rest of the game, which, like... I have have a couple couple reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there you go. He anticipates the next game coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, which like there's there's a whole problem with that as well. He's probably concussed. Um, so I don't know. I like if that's if that's the case, then he's probably fine. Um, I just I, I mean he was missing some guys that he really should have been hitting. Um, but then also like talking about the offense for a second. Um, for some reason, Josh Gaddis decided I'm not going to run the offense that I came here and said that I was going to run in the second half. Which wait, is- wait, 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 wait. 
for some reason, you don't think it's the Michigan faithful bitching and moaning for three weeks that the only thing you can do is run and do the same offense? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, you're talking was... you're talking about the 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 inability for Michigan to find little guys on the perimeter. Just yeah, throw a screen. Yeah. Throw a screen. Throw a screen. Uh, hold on. <laughs> that's, like, that, that, that's what the, the offense is designed to do. And for some reason, he was like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to read you Michigan's uh, second half drives. Okay. Yep. No, I, I mean, I know what it is, but go ahead. Three and out. Three and out. Three and out. This three sounds very out. familiar to another Missed game. field goal. End of game. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it got exciting there at the end. Yeah. I, I like the missed field goal. Uh, and then Rutgers fumbled the ball because Rutgers stays Rutgers. Um, yeah. I, I so, think the... uh, on a long enough timeline, Rutgers will always become Rutgers. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not ready to say that Kay McNamara is bad. I mean, he's, he is who he is and he was concussed. And I mean, he should have, he probably should have been pulled from the game. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Harbaugh is going to Harbaugh and we know that. So. I think, I think Got to tough is, through it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think the thing is with with Michigan and Michigan State because I think we can talk about this same because they are um, that sort of a better version of what we thought they would be. But all of the like, the, the big glaring issues at the beginning of the season are still there. Like <laughs> Michigan State suddenly be, became like significantly more talented on the offensive line. They didn't. It's not like Peyton Thorne suddenly became Connor Cook. He didn't. And for Michigan, it's like they're still limited by the fact that they can't throw the ball. Like that, uh, that, that was never going to go away. And that was, and, and the, the coming into the season, it was, and, and remember, we, we talked about this extensively. I was like, who are the wide receivers? Ronnie Bell and LOL. Well, Ronnie Bell's not out there. So whether it's, whether Cade McNamara missing guys, or he just doesn't trust his receivers or those receivers can't get over. Um, I think the fact remains that like, it's it's gonna be a struggle to pass the ball. Um, I think like like there are certain things that are better than we thought. Obviously, Michigan's run blocking is is significantly better than we thought it would be. You know, Michigan, yeah. But, Mich- all right. So, I, a question about screens: you don't have to get open to to get a screen. Incorrect. You just have to you just have to catch the ball. Incorrect. So, like either either yeah. Gattis what? Doesn't, no, no. That, that doesn't that's, make that's any sense. Phenomenally untrue. Sorry, not not as not a screen. But anyways, sorry. I, Explain to me why I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, so so um, if you were to, for example, if I, I assume you're talking about a perimeter screen, not a middle screen. Yeah, um, perimeter screen to like uh, a wide receiver in this scenario. Yeah. Uh, so, dear listeners, the reason why uh, Angus is wrong is because if you simply turn around, then you're tipping to the corner and the inside and the linebacker associated on your side that that's what's happening, and then those two wide those two defenders fire. And that's when you get things like what, what Michigan fans always talked about with Jabril Peppers and, and Dax Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just fire and, and you can't do anything about it. So a lot of a lot of times what you'll do is is you'll see them press the line scrimmage and then come back. Or they'll take a step up and then back, or back and then up, or in you know, whatever. A lot of a, there are a lot of aspects of it. Um, so the, the, the issue that, that you're seeing with Michigan and I, I mean, look, I don't know, I don't watch them closely enough to diagnose it. My guess is that they don't have perimeter blocking. If you're not throwing screens, it's because your wide receivers can't block. And if you mm, put Joel, yeah, Hon- that's probably it. If you put, and, and like <laughs> Eric all has shown that he does not want to block and Joel Honingford can't catch. Oh, no, 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 no. Eric all does block. Is he the one who can't catch? All right, he's the one who couldn't catch last season. Okay, all right, fine, great. Um, so, so the I'm gonna I'm gonna retain that book because new information is boring. Um, <laughs> no, but, Ro- Roman Wilson can't block. Right. So, like, and and Sam so, is like okay at it. Like, I've watched your... every game this season, and I'm not confident I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but that's the point: is that if you if you build an offense where all of your wide receivers are little guys, none of them are going to be able to block. So you can't run oh. those those perimeter screens. Without yeah. tipping them by putting a, a tight end in a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So um, all of that is like a really, really technical way of saying if you have little guys, they can't get in front of other little guys well enough to spring the third little guy. Yeah. A lot um, of little guys happen around. It's like the Shire. Yeah. I mean, it also it takes them a lot. If, if they are going to block, it takes them a long time to figure out how to block. Right. Especially if they didn't do it in high school. And they didn't. 
Um, no, of course I didn't. So, so, so I think I think the the, the takeaway with that is is basically um, for Michigan State, it's it's still like okay, win seven games. That's probably a fine year. Um, you got to find three more wins, and within that schedule, there's a Western Kentucky, a Maryland, and a Rutgers. So great. Um, and for Michigan, I think it's it's still the same. It's if you can impose your will and you have the courage of your convictions, you'll be fine. And if not, you won't. Yeah. Well, also, we need Josh Ross to be healthy, which is not something I thought I would say before yesterday. Yeah, it turns out having uh, freshman linebackers, uh, it's a problem. They can't ID things. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's not, he's not that good. Um, it's like, not, athletically, it's... he's not that good. Well, I was going to say, Ohio State also proved having senior linebackers isn't uh, exactly foolproof either. Hold on. Let's yeah. talk about Ohio State for a second. They had a guy quit in the middle of the game. Yep, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> he took off his gloves, threw them into the stands, took off his jersey, threw it to the stands, and had to get escorted to the locker room. And then tweeted Wait, out what? immediately. Wait, Angus, you didn't see this? No. Yeah, yeah, and he quit in the middle of the game. And then and then uh, immediately got on his phone and tweeted out, fuck Ohio State, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> He's also just been through like slinging dirt at the program for the past like day. Uh, he's an American hero. I don't. I, the, what, what's his name? Like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Avon something. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Um. So, uh, just going around the the uh, the world of of college football real quickly, and then um, and then we can we can move on to sort of next week, but not really. Um, Notre Dame humiliated Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is a three point favorite against Michigan next week. I don't know. Don't know. Um, okay. Well, it is a Camp Randall, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, that's that. it. Yep. Uh, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. Um, Excellent. Minnesota was a 30 and a half point favorite. Amazing. <laughs> God so damn it. I, yep. Uh, Texas is back because they doubled up Texas Tech. Congratulations to the city of Austin. Uh, right. Wait, just going back to the Minnesota thing. Uh, the kicker that Angus and I were talking about at the beginning of the segment the Lions guy that got elevated off the practice squad. Yeah. University of Minnesota kicker. Like 2016 through 2018. Excellent. Uh, awesome. Tanner, Tanner Morgan, who remember t- like Tanner Morgan was one of those guys that for some reason NFL draft experts were like, he's tall and white. He'll probably go first round. Cough, Trevor Simeon. Cough, cough. <laughs> um, he went five for 13 with two interceptions today. Or, that's uh, bad. Or yesterday. That's, that's bad. That's uh, bad. Q- QBR of five that's really bad he was like he was always kind of a chaos quarterback one of the guys that could like kind of make shit happen uh but would also you know in bad games inevitably doom you a la ryan fitzpatrick and he just seems to be full-on doom mode this season Uh, yeah i think that it's it's um it's probably when you lose your number one running back people are like oh we can tee off on him and they're correct uh, that could distinct possibility. Um, every Michigan Wait. fan's favorite coach in waiting, Soup Man, lost. <laughs> Can we to... talk to Baylor? Baylor. Oh. Unranked Baylor. Unranked Baylor. Uh, let's see. Oh, what... Soup no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's oh. almost like he had an outlying season in the middle of the most outlying season of all time, and we shouldn't have overreacted to one good season in the middle of a pandemic. Hmm, where have I heard that before? Just kidding. It's me. I said it. I was on the podcast. I said it. Where have we heard that before? Here. Me. Here. Greg. Me. Stump. I said that yeah. on the podcast. Once in a, literally once in a generation. We record pandemic. this. We have, we have evidence. <laughs> um, so, so I, I, yeah, that happened. Um, I, I would say the most interesting result of the, the weekend, um, other than Clemson losing to NC State, which, Woo! <laughs> LOL. Um, uh, that was even funnier, though, because did you see that? So NC State missed a kick at, uh, I think, they missed the kick yeah. in regulation. Yep, to send to overtime. To send to overtime. Then, then uh, yeah, that was that was a great game. Um, so the other two games of, of note, one was Georgia Tech humiliated UNC, number 21 UNC. So uh, Not anymore. Sam Howell. Uh, Wait, Georgia Tech, the same Georgia yeah. Tech that lost yes. to NIU? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the ACC yes. is really bad right now. There are two undefeated teams in the ACC. See if you can guess them. I know what they are, Angus. I have I have no clue. <laughs> one of them is Boston College. The other one is Wake Forest. 
Hell yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so the only, the only other, like the biggest <laughs> game of the weekend, ostensibly, I guess. Um, although the, the, the USC losing to Oregon State was funny. Um, but the biggest game of the weekend, ostensibly, was Arkansas versus Texas A&M in Jerry World. And it turns out that uh, Arkansas, they, they did need to do the Brett Bielema thing where you just beef it out. But they needed a guy whose name was synonymous with barbecue. The Pitman. Special thank you to our key, wonderful and lovely guest, Angus. Uh, you can find him on the Internet at jburger 90 but he decided to protect his tweet. So you have to request him and it's a whole thing. It's it's you know, don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, Stumpy, can we find you on Twitter? I am Mr. Mojo Rising 89 because I believe in the Internet. Do you sometimes tweet from another account? I do. I sometimes tweet from the Touchlines and Touchdowns account, which is uh, TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Uh, it is mostly Asa tweeting out of that account. But if you see one from we, the rest of us sign our tweets. So if you see a little dash Angus or a dash stump, you'll know who's talking. So that's uh, that's all of us. We we don't have an Instagram. We're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly. <laughs> uh, uh, my uh, my this is a true story. My mother told me that we need to get on TikTok. Um, I don't really know what we would do on it, but I don't know what we would do on Instagram. If yeah, okay. So when you guys go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, wherever you get this podcast. We want you to follow us. We want you to like and subscribe. We want five stars. And then comment and tell us what you would like to see on our uh, Instagram or TikTok in the future. Uh, we would really appreciate that. But um, a special thank you to our sponsors, the Anchor App and the Smith Workforce Management Group. And a special thank you to you, the listeners. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So uh, thanks so much. Sports Social Podcast Network.